Welcome to Gunner Trash, episode 334. Xander Cannon's Kaiju Max, season one. My name is Eric. I am Jason. What's up, my Lizza? <laughs> I'm doing alright? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Max. <laughs> uh, it only goes downhill from here. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> and once the Melvins stop playing, it's usually just terrible. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we are, fully entrenched in our new format of fully written comics. Yeah. We yeah we read Kaiju Max yeah we did by Xander Cannon at least I hope we both did yeah I know yeah I did yeah uh, why wouldn't I why wouldn't I this is there is precedent one time like four years ago I didn't read the comic books it was fucking terrible I've read everyone since then I feel like there was another one that that. Uh... Uh, I mean, there's been some other terrible ones. Oh, sure. That's the only one I didn't read all right. of. Uh, <laughs> it was it was Evil Ernie. Which one was it? It wasn't. God, who, who I know. Cares? It was just, it was it was like the fortieth <laughs> Evil Ernie miniseries. And this guy at my work, you know, nice enough fella, but he's like he's like hey he's like he's like you should really read this. He's like this is great. He's like if you liked Evil Ernie like in the early nineties, which I did, you know, I bought sure. those issues when they came we out. I was a kid. Dumb. I like Stephen Hughes art. He's, yeah, he's good he's art. Good. And uh, and he's like, No, but seriously, this one no, seriously, this one is really good. And it was absolutely one of the worst things I've ever read. Uh huh. I couldn't finish it. Read. Yeah. <laughs> well, I read the entire first issue. <laughs> but yeah, I've never I've never done that again. <laughs> I will suffer with you. Alright. No, I didn't have to suffer this time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. yeah. It was very good. It was incredibly good. <laughs> uh, Kaiju Max. So, it's basically... It's a... Prison comic. But with giant monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically think of, like... You know, Oz or something. Right. Orange is the new black. Orange is the new black yeah. with like Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla. Yep. Yeah, it's <laughs> and and like that. I think is maybe the strongest thing about this is, is that it's not just an amazing like mashup concept T-shirt right. design. Like that could have been just a T-shirt. Right. Yeah. But he was like, I want to take it further. And sometimes when that happens, you're like, it should have just been a T-shirt. But not this time. No, he had an actual story. Yeah. Happening. Oh yeah. And, and characters and developments. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. A lot of like depth to a lot of oh, his characters. Yeah. I will go ahead right off the bat and say probably the one thing that turned me off the most on this book. Let's get the the negative aspect out of the way. Okay. And I don't even know that it's a negative, but uh, there are a lot of references yeah. that completely went over my head. Yeah, right. Like, like just, you know, 
references to, to old monster movies and, and different monsters and probably even some prison tropes. Right. Uh, but mostly the monster stuff. I mean, there's a few that are obviously recognizable. I'm sure you've right. you like, like you know, he he says something about the five robot lions and right, yeah. you know things like that that us nerds get. But yeah, there's there was some that I was like, that must be like a a deep pull there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like a lot of the characters. I mean, you can kind of see what they're at least loosely based on, right? Uh, but then there's like you know like secondary and tertiary characters where you're just like, what? Yeah. Like, you know it's something. Yeah. But you just don't know what. Yeah, I mean, I mean I've seen enough monster movies in my right. life. Like, I'm sure I've seen more than your average Joe, but I'm not, like, a steeped, like, you know, right. goji file or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I've never subscribed to G-Fan magazine <laughs> or, or got a Mothra tattoo or anything, but... But, that you know of. <laughs> but, but yeah, there's some references. There was actually one I looked up because, like, like after, like, four of those in a row in the same, like, issue, right. I was like, okay, I'm going to look one of these up. And I, like, just Googled the word, and there was absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like, there was no reference to it at all. So I don't know if it was even maybe, like, a play on another word. Right. But it was, like, I forget what it was even. It was just something one of the guards called one of the monsters. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to at least Google this one. And, and there was absolutely nothing on the internet right. about it. So, some uh, he might have made some of them up. I'm sure he he made some of them up for sure. And and you know, like all of them have, you know, made up names or at least names that he created himself. But like you know, there there's still certain aspects where you're like, well, that's something, right? Like, yeah. I feel like that's something. <laughs> yeah. And some of them are pretty obvious. Like you know, there there's. Uh, Ape Whale and his son Wolfie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's clearly, you know, Godzilla and, and Gadzuki. Right. Or whatever his uh, actual name is, which I just found out the other day. Oh, yeah. 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 Like Minji or something like Minji. that. Minji. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, because that guy is like the, he's kind of like the prison boss, like kind of yeah. like the kingpin there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so basically there's all these monsters and, and, they're in this prison, and like any prison, they've all like been sectioned off into the, like their own gangs and their own, uh, you know, uh, like all the aliens kind of right, mingled yeah. together, and then like you know all the like the, the robot monsters. <laughs> right. and, they've yeah. started their own religion. The yeah. robot, the, yeah. the cloud. <laughs> I fucking love. I I want to be a robot monster and go to prison just so I can hang out with those robot monsters. <laughs> Uh, they're my favorite. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just like you know, like you're watching a regular prison thing, and you've got you know, like your Aryans and like you know your Hispanics and whatever your Bloods and your Crips, but you know, you're, they're just different varieties of monsters. Right. Yeah. Like like they have the uh, the, uh, the the Crips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which are you know the the cryptozoological right. animals. That right. Have, That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take much sometimes to hit the, the bullseye. <laughs> uh, but all the wardens, uh, they're just normal people who can also transform into giant sort of Ultraman superhero right? types. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they can, 
Yeah, they're just humans or squishers, as the monsters call sure. them. And they, they, uh, yeah, have the technology to like transform into like a, a monster sized or even bigger. The wardens are bigger. Oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah. What do they call them? There's a name for them. They call them, is it J Pops or something? No, that uh, was, they called them something. The monsters had a name for them. Yeah. I but, can't remember if that but yeah. 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 So basically, yeah, it's like a warden and four or five guards or uh, doctors. The, the, at least four that are you know, named, named, yeah, and, and given you know some some airtime, right, you know, so to speak, and uh, you know one of which is very interesting because he's kind of corrupt and he uh, likes oh, to, yeah. to uh, sell, Gupta, yeah, Gupta, and he sells them like they they get high on uh, like like electricity, and, yeah, uranium. Yeah, any, anything, like, powerful that you see them smashing in the normal movies, you know? Right. I guess they're actually getting high off of that electricity and uh, those those chemicals and minerals. Uh-huh. And that's pretty funny. Yeah. He brings them, like, boxcars full of uranium. Yep. <laughs> or occasionally virgins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we... we uh, they eat them, by the way. They just yeah, eat, yeah, yeah, exactly. swallow them whole. Yeah, there, there's just a lot of weird stuff happening, and, and it's all kind of awesome. Yeah, it is. And, uh, like, honestly, like, you you came over, uh, this, this is my copy, I let you, lent it to you after I read it, and you brought it back, obviously, because it's mine. <laughs> that's, uh, that's usually what I do. But, you know, you know we, we usually uh, do, like, a quick flip through before the show starts, just like whoever hasn't had it first. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I'm flipping through it, and like just in the five, ten minutes that I spent flipping through it, I caught so much shit that I totally missed on the first read. It's packed full. Like, it's not quite like Evan Dorkin pages where you need a magnifying glass to read everything, but yeah, there's a lot going on in the background. There's a lot there's a lot of panels on the pages. It's not just like three panel pages. Right. Sometimes there's like eight or ten panels, and yeah, there's a lot going on. But even like stuff that probably should have been obvious to me in the get go, like in the first two pages, there's a xenomorph. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. And yeah. like I <laughs> totally missed that the first time through. Right. And and just like, oh, how did I miss that? <laughs> well, he's like looking dead at you. Yeah. So it's not like you see him from profile, which you know is an yeah. elongated head and right. right. But but yeah. But it's clearly his yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh But you can tell Xander Cannon's uh he understands what makes what makes storytelling work. I mean, but he also obviously understands you know, like prison shows right. and monster movies, and knows exactly how to meld them. Right, and make it funny. Yeah, because this book is laugh out loud hilarious. Yeah, sometimes. but it's also fucking dark in oh, places. Oh, absolutely. Because like your main character, because right, it's a prison story with monsters, right? Yeah, I mean, you're like that sounds like a riot, and it could be. Right, but no, it's it gets dark. I mean, Electrogar is Electrogar, yeah, yeah. He's he's you're your, like you're in your he's, like your guy. I would say our primary main character. Like yeah, the story unfolds. <clears throat> with, it opens with him being um, brought to ta- prison, taken yeah. in. Yeah, and, and yeah, we follow him. I would say through a good. 40-50% of the story, mm-hmm. whereas everything else is broken up amongst the other characters. Uh, 
Uh, so yeah, so he's definitely our, our, our way in through the story. But anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, but he's like, like he goes through some shit that oh, is so yeah. dark. Like I almost cried at one point and I'm like, <laughs> I'm about to cry reading a comic about a fucking monster in prison. Well, you're very sensitive. I'm, I am very sensitive, yeah. <laughs> I'm fragile. Yeah. I'm a fragile creature. <laughs> Love me. We do. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, there, there's definitely some, some horrific stuff that happens to him throughout. And, and yeah, he is definitely the character that I think you care about the most yeah. throughout the entire thing. Uh, him and uh, one of the the prison guards, I think, are like the two most sympathetic characters. Oh yeah, uh, Zhang, I believe yeah. is his name, who also has like a pretty massive breakdown. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He kind of like yeah. There's like one instance in the sort of the yeah. middle of the book where you're like, oh, you know, he he he's like got some tension right, built up there, yeah. and then like. Like an issue or two later, it's like unleashed, you know? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, there's some really good characters in this Oh, book. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I like Gupta a lot too, the, uh, the corrupt guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's like your only, I think, well, he's one of the few times you get, um, the story outside of the prison. Right, yeah. Penitentiary, like, cause he goes, he goes. He travels to the moon. Yeah, he goes to, you know, pick up drugs to sell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's in debt to, the Queen of the Moon, yeah. who is also the mother of one of the inmates. Yeah. Who he is also supposed to be, like, keeping a, a special lookout for. Right. Like, keeping an eye on, making sure he doesn't uh, die or get into trouble. And he might not, spoiler, do, do, do so well at his job, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his one task. Uh, but yeah, like, they showed, like, different aspects of, like, the prison and, like, uh, like within like, the first like two pages or so, there's a hilarious scene where you see like a building being knocked over. Yes, it's, it's, like an, it's like a close-up, and you see this monster knocking a building over. Yeah. And then <laughs> turns out it's just a weight machine. Yeah, like yeah, like the building falls over, and in the next panel, you see the building like erect again in front of him. You're like, he's knocking that same building over again, and then it pulls back, and it's like. A weight machine that looks like a balloon that they get to smash over and over. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And there's stuff like that all through it. Like, there's, like, little, like, you know, not, not like, nods or Easter eggs because it's nothing you have to, like, research or be a nerd to know. Sight gags. Yeah, yeah, like, just fun references to, to monster movies. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh... The, yeah, the plot pretty much focuses on Electrogor and his, his plight. Uh, he's got uh, a family outside of prison that uh, does not know that he's been uh, imprisoned and he doesn't know what's happened to them. Yeah. And, and so he's pretty much just trying to make sure that his family is okay throughout right. the whole thing. And then just uh, circumstances fuck him over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Yeah, he seems like a good fella. Like For a, the most part. Yeah. I mean, he is a giant monster that spews sure. some sort of acid and right. grows uh, uranium on his back. Yeah. But, you know. Aren't we all in some metaphorical way? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to get by. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm looking at the cast of characters on the cover. There's so many good characters. Yeah. I was... 
before the show started and I was flipping through it, I was thinking to myself that, man, there really needs to be, like, like almost a hand guide yeah. to this book. Yeah, uh-huh. To, you know, like a Marvel Universe handbook, uh, but with all the monsters and yeah, even some of the wardens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it was once or twice, like, during the, the thing, like, when, when some of the, the guards... You know, became their their Ultraman style. Right. Like, like, um, couldn't remember. Yeah. Who, like, yeah. which costume related to which guy? And I was like, I was like, that would be cool if there was like a little two page spread at the back that right. sh- showed everybody's names and like just kind of who they were, basically yeah. like a little synopsis of their of their character. But uh, yeah, like I just I kept looking, losing track mostly of the monsters. Uh, but I also noticed like seriously right before the show started here today. That uh, on the cover, uh, there is a like it's very small, but but there is a guide at the bottom. Of the oh yeah, cover right. That has uh, the different monsters in their names. It, it's well, it's like it's all the ones on the cover. It's a little it's a little circle with the characters, it's just yeah. like on the the box art for the Godzilla movies. Okay, they always put those to show you which really? all characters are in there. I yeah, did not know that. yeah, that's another little reference. Yeah. Huh. Like, you'll see, like, oh, there's Megalon and Gamera in the same film. Awesome. Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really great. And I love the the stuff with Apewell and his son, um, Woofie, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because Woofie sees this child that tells him to do things, like a little human child. Yep. And you don't really know if that child is really there. Like, probably not. I'm guessing not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most likely not. Right. I mean, it could be, like, the kid of one of the guards or something. It could be, maybe. But... It's, a, like, a magical sort of, uh, you know, kid that only Woofie could see. Yeah, say. right? I don't know. Because uh, <laughs> Woofie is, like, kind of dumb and, uh, you know, just, he's pretty flawed. Yeah. Right. He's not yeah. going to be the heir to Godzilla's throne. He is Godzuki. Yeah. And if you've ever <laughs> seen any <laughs> Godzilla movies with Godzuki in it, you know what that is. Yes. Yeah. But he's he's maybe even more incompetent somehow. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but also, that whole thing, uh, Woofie and the little boy and, and his dad leads to probably the one scene in the book that I laughed the <laughs> loudest at. <laughs> and I'm not going to spoil it. Right. Uh, but it also involves one of the, the guards. Yeah. Well. He's yeah. like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's some great scenes. Like, like one of the, one of the guards, or she's all, she's a doctor. Zhang, is that her name? Or something? So, yeah. She, uh, she, since she was a child, like, she watched her town be destroyed by a monster and she felt this kinship. Like, if only, you know, we could help these monsters. And, right. and so she kind of, like, has, like, a soft spot in her heart and perhaps even her loins for <laughs> the, the world of monsters. Yeah. And, it gets kind of weird later on. Super weird. Yeah. Super weird. <laughs> oh, it's fun and sexy. <laughs> oh, man. But my favorite part is when she actually has to do, like, surgery on one of the monsters, and she goes inside of him, oh, yeah. and she's, like, tying tying arteries together. And, oh, yeah, like, she shrinks down to her normal human, her human size. Her human size, right. And it's so, it's so, I don't know, it's so... Like kind of gothic, yeah. Like gothic romance because she's like covered in the blood of this creature she loves, and <laughs> she's inside of him, and it's oh, it's so weird. Uh, 
not not exactly that, but speaking to that, I also enjoy the fact that like like all of their tools that they use, like surgical tools or just like you know like normal stuff like that you know you would use on prisoners you know, to to just you know help them or keep them in line or whatever. Uh, you know, like instead of handcuffs, it's like you know like something you know giant, right? Uh, or like. The, the surgical tools when she is performing surgery on one of the monsters, it's like a giant crane. Right. She's using. Yeah. 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 Uh, and yeah, they have uh, solitary confinement, which is a literal hole. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because yeah, this island is just full of yeah. craters and holes. And yep. Yeah, it's just a big island. So instead of cells, it's a crater. Yep. And they have little force field bubbles that go yeah. over the top so you can't escape. And their showers are just a waterfall. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's also apparently a living volcano on the island that uh, is also a prisoner. It's like sentient. Yeah. 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 Who uh, talks to to one of the characters that we, you know, don't really get to know him that well. No. But yeah. He's he's throughout the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the one of the crypts, the devil of. Uh, Creep or something like that. <laughs> He's like yeah. this little uh, goat monster. Yeah. And he looks adorable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of, you know, a sympathetic character at the beginning, too, because oh, yeah. he, he seems like he's kind of scared and unsure of his yeah. surroundings. I think it is the creature from Devil's Canyon or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's just. You, you don't really. He does not seem like much of a threat, despite the fact that he is a giant goat. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of adorable. He's yeah. kind of like a Pokemon, you know? <laughs> like a, a giant goat Pokemon. Uh, there's a lot of them are kind of cute in a way, too. Well, yeah. That's just the way I think Xander Cannon draws yeah. it. Yeah. I, honestly, I don't think I would care that much for this book if it was drawn in a, like, serious. really serious stylistic yeah. Way like it's it's drawn cartoony, but but uber detailed. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a ton. Of, uh, yeah. There's there's not like, you know, there's a lot going on line wise, but right. it's super cartoony and exaggerated. And I love it. Like right. I think it's perfect match for this the story. Well, I think it helps because I mean, with the style that he's using, like it allows him to give these monsters, you know, facial expressions and. and the ability to emote. Right. Whereas, you know, if it was like just pulling the name out of the hat and like Greg Land or something like that, right. you know, it would all be like, this is exactly what this monster would look like. Yeah. And, you know, monsters can't make faces. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or even somebody like actually good, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, like, like Bilson Kevich or something. Right. Like, like that would look amazing as a sure. poster, yeah, but yeah. it wouldn't really emote the same like, you yeah. know, cartoony storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, because, like I said, you know, when you get to all the stuff that happens to Electrogore throughout the series, just, like, his facial expressions and how they read. Oh, yeah. Like, really pay off, you know, just what hell he's going through You're in right. prison here. Yeah, there's one picture I'm imagining that's, like, later on in the book where he is, like, it's like a close-up of his eye and it's right. all, like, bloodshot and... I'm just like, oh my god! I'm like on the edge of my seat, but like two pages ago, I was laughing at like, right. this this uh, this King Kong who was smoking weed and rapping about killing humans. Yeah, like was that your favorite character? 
He was great. <laughs> no, the Mechagodzilla is my favorite character. Seriously, the, for the it, it was, and it was mostly the scene where he's challenged by the other monster, and you see like his point of view. I lo- I like I fell in love with that character at that point when you see Mechagodzilla's point of view because it was like the Terminator kind of vision right. where you know like it shows like all of his options and you know you know you can see the words on the side of the screen. Um, I just loved that. I thought that was great. <laughs> I enjoyed uh, his father and sister. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I guess his sister is, you know, going to be the one in the second series that's yeah. chasing down the monsters. Yep. Like, because, cause, uh, yeah, this this book uh, ends on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, a, well, it's season one, so, you yeah, know, exactly. they got to. Uh, but no, yeah, uh, Mechazan's uh, creator uh, comes to visit him in prison and who's basically disappointed in him uh, because he, he did not do what he was built for, right. which was yeah. to kill Zahn, <laughs> the monster. Right. Uh, and now Mechazan has renounced violence. <laughs> yeah, he's a peaceful creature. Yeah. And yeah, his sister is like a new upgraded robot uh, who, uh, yeah, she, is, uh, she has joined the... Uh, Whatever military great or team great team great yeah. or something. There's two different teams that they mentioned. Right? Yeah, the other one is heroism or something. Yeah, I forget. Uh, but yeah, one of them runs the prison, and the other one is, I guess, they they're rivals. Rivals, sort of rivals. I guess they trek down the monster. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah the, the sister has joined uh, one of those teams, and yeah, apparently. Season two, she is tracking down some escapees. Right. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. I I am betting too in the second series that um I forget his name that the Mecha guy I just call him Mecha Godzilla. Uh, Mechazon. Mechazon. I, I I bet he's gonna like renounce his peaceful ways. Oh, at yeah, some point. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. Like every character in this book is just like. One bad day away from snapping. Yeah, right. And, and we see that happen with with uh, some. Characters. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm sure you know. Yeah, there, there's. <clears throat> that is one thing. Like, like this definitely makes you want to keep reading, you know, further to find out what happened. Right. Because it does create a really good connection with all the characters. Right. Yeah, he really builds a, a like not a world, but he builds a. You know, it's well built. I mean, yeah, like yeah. all these characters are so fleshed out and so interesting, and like they all are, are you know, woven together, and their their lives affect each other. Right. So it's not it's not like you know you just like one of them and like that was your favorite. It's like it's it's all part of the same right. pot that's boiling over. You know, oh man, it's so good, and the color is awesome. Oh yeah, the coloring of this is amazing. It's yeah, it's so vibrant. Crazy, yeah, and, and like subtly super detailed. Like there's some close-ups, uh, like here and there, where you can just really see the detail of the coloring. Mm-hmm. Like in addition to the art being super detailed too, but it's never overpowering, right? Yeah, it's never like hard to look at, yeah, and it's not like you know Juan Jose Rip, <laughs> right? Yeah, who's <laughs> a fine artist. Oh sure, just I can never tell what's happening in anything he's ever drawn. Yeah. Because it was just all it's too much going on, and, and it's all like the same line weights, and yeah, it's just it's hard to see. Yeah, yeah, no, this is like 
There's nothing that I think is subpar about this book. Oh, like, absolutely not. Even even the rap. The that, rap uh, is awesome. <laughs> that our, our uh, giant green fella, you know, <laughs> freestyle. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Oh, man. Like, uh, he's only in the book maybe, like, four pages total. Right. But, like, in those four pages, I was like, this is definitely one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even remember his name. You're right, the yeah, Wild King or something. Yeah. I know, something I can't. Remember. Oh yeah, that's definitely another part of this book that that is kind of brilliant. Is that uh, you know I mean it's prison, so the prisoners all have their own slang, right? And it is just <laughs> littered throughout this book, <laughs> and but it's all related to monsters and, and stuff right. like that, and it's hilarious. We were texting each other in that slang earlier today. Yes, we were. Yeah. I opened the show in that slang. So yeah, Xander Cannon, uh, like I, I remembered him from, from, uh, New England Press days when he did Chainsaw Vigilante, but I don't know what he's done since then. I'm not sure either. I don't have my phone on me to check. I I know, like in the back, you know, he mentions that he's worked on a lot of other things, and and this is like the one that he feels like happiest doing and sure. he loves it but it's also one that he felt the most fear of doing yeah right uh did he ink and or color top 10 with gene hall maybe maybe like i feel like that's where i remember his name from the that's most. that sounds possible right I, I, I can't be certain so yeah <clears throat> maybe we'll maybe we'll check him out during the break yeah if you want i'm, I'm definitely interested yeah because I feel like I've even seen him on a Marvel book in the last couple of years. Right. But I can't remember what it was. I just remember that name. Because I think he has a brother that they used to work together and do comics together. But yeah, yeah he's he's awesome. And, like, he does this all. Like, he has an assistant for the colors, but... Yeah, need one. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's... But, yeah, he writes and draws and colors and letters this thing. And yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got an essay in the back about how... He basically never wanted to do this exact thing of, you know, uh, write, draw, you know, color his own, create her own work. Right. You know, just mostly out of fear and, you know, there's also... And other people telling him not to. Other people telling him not to, but, but you know, I mean, it's the thing, you know, this is a six-issue series, you know, how long did it take him to make this? Right. You know, and, and devote his time to it with, you know, little other pay, you know, coming this way. Right. But, I mean, yeah, that's that's not a thing to be taken lightly. But sure. He did it and it's awesome. It's great. And yeah. Season two is currently out uh monthly. Yeah, it's in the middle of the series, right? I think so. I think yeah. four came out this past week. Right. Issue four. Yeah. I'm assuming it's another six issue series. I will definitely read the second trade. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I will too. Yeah. And I, and I honestly, this is something I will definitely start recommending at, at work. Cause, cause we've, we've carried the series and had a copy of the trade, but I've, you know, I've talked to like one person that had it on their file and they were like, yeah, it's really good. But I, it's not like something I've even heard a lot of people talk about. And I'm going to try to change that. Good. Like, I mean, I, 
like the first time I saw the cover to the first issue, I was just like, well, this looks neat and could be really fun. Right. But I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll wait until the trade comes out. Yeah. And, and, God, when, when did this trade come out? A couple months ago? Four months ago? Five months ago? Nah, maybe. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Sometime early this year. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah, it just took me till now to read it, and mostly it was because season two started up. <clears throat> I was like, well, I should probably read season one <laughs> right. to figure out if I even want to bother with season two. I will be bothering. Season yes, two. We, we will bother. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's so fun. I was talking to uh, your coworker Jeremy uh, the other day about this book. Uh, oh, has you read it? He has not. Okay. Which honestly surprised the hell out of me. It doesn't me really. Like I. Yeah, I mean, he said he expressed an interest in it. Yeah. But I figured you know, giant monsters. That's, you know, right. A lot of, a lot of Up his alley. Japanese uh, influence. Right. And, you know, figured that that is pretty much made exactly for him. It's weird. It's, I, f- I feel like our friend Jeremy, most mostly he reads either really serious stuff or he reads uh, retro stuff from when he was a kid. Right. And like since so Skyjim Max. all new Wolverine falling <laughs> on that spectrum. Uh, um, hmm. Uh, superheroes with tits. Okay, he likes right. those too. Um, uh, that's a third category. No, I, I feel like if this was maybe totally serious, he would read it. Or if this was actually Godzilla, right. he would read it. Because I think he reads Godzilla too. Okay. Yeah. But I will definitely tell him. I'll second your, uh, yeah, your, your recommendation there. It's definitely a lot of fun. And, and if you like fun, then. I don't see how you can go wrong with it. Right. Well, like we said, though, it does get super dark. But It know. does, yeah. yeah. But if you have any interest at all in, like, monster movies and group loving those, seriously, this oh, is yeah. like a nostalgia love letter to your heart. Pretty much. And, hey, if you've ever just enjoyed uh, a season or two of Oz or <laughs> Orange is the New Black, right. you know, also, this might be up your alley. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah Kydramax. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, very good. Thank you for uh, picking this. Not a problem. Thank you, Xander Cannon, for making it. Yeah, you're you're, you're all right. You, you do all right, guys. Yeah. yeah. Good work. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to take a break. Yeah. And I'm going to Google search Xander Cannon yeah. to see what else he's done. Sweet. I'm looking forward to finding out. Yeah. The master, the acer. Lost is the ghetto dweller trapped in the cage. There's no way out of the death trap. You can't come back. No matter what you do when you fall in a death trap. You can't come back. No matter what you do when you fall. Time and time again, life's getting shorter. Fear in the air, what appears is the border. A nigga named Steph was shooting up meth with some coke out of stroke, so I chill for a death. Got lit like a skunk got drunk. Dance, better pump. Boom, she took the car, took the nigga's 
about the new comic format listeners i mean not that you tell us anything ever anyway but never never have you said anything (laughs) but just in case you're like a silent lover (laughs) beautiful and seductive yet quiet as the night you know i like my lovers to make a little noise yeah yeah, yeah. oh sometimes a lot of noise right it means i'm doing it right (laughs) (laughs) yeah so (laughs) Tell us anything about the new format. <laughs> so you looked up uh, Mr. Xander Cannon. I did indeed. Uh, so I was correct. He he did uh, work on top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the, the layout artist, and Gene Ha did uh, finishes. Yeah. Uh, and then he did the top ten spinoff called Smacks. It was about the frog from the serial. Yep. That he, he was a character in top ten. Oh. Spinning off. Top ten, of course, was a spinoff of the serial. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Moore created the serial Sugar Smacks. Really? Yeah. Well, he's a wizard. Yeah, he is. So shouldn't he have created Cookie Crisp? <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm imagining now a Cookie Crisp box with Alan Moore's face with that, like, that mustache and that wizard hat. Oh, my God. <clears throat> is there a website where you recreate cereal boxes? Because <laughs> I know what I'm doing this week. I mean, you can start your own if there isn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Cookie Chris. <laughs> Alan Moore saying that. Isn't that the, the cop in the robber room? Oh, that's that true. Yeah. Alan Moore can do it all, though. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> He's a one-man show. <clears throat> yep. The wizard with finger armor and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, I guess Alan Moore only has like 
250 more pages of comics to write. Until what? Until his retirement from comics. Really? Yep. Why, why 250? That's probably what he said that he has left in him. Huh. He, he's going to finish out the story that he's currently working on in the... Cinema Purgatorio. Yeah. That, that actually looks really good. Oh, yeah. It's Kevin O'Neill. Yeah. yeah. And he's doing Providence as well, I believe. Is, or is that done? I have no idea. Or is that just one of those things that's based on his notes that somebody else writes? I, I think he actually writes it. Okay. But I think it's one of those uh, Avatar things. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like his Neonomicon or whatever yeah. that was. Right. Which, again, he I don't think he actually wrote. Just had notes that somebody else wrote. Right. He's like, wouldn't it be great if this, there was a story right. about this? And they're like, yes. Yeah. Uh... No, he said, yeah, Cinema Purgatorio, is, is he's going to finish that, and then he said, I think he has one more League of Extraordinary Gentlemen story in him, hmm. and then, uh, you know, a couple of small things here and there, and he wow. said he's done, he's just going to focus on novels and, and maybe movies. Oh, wow. And magic. And the magic, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, good for him. Yeah, whatever. I'm not giving a crap about anything he's done in years. I'll definitely read when they collect his his the story that him and Kevin O'Neill are doing. Because yeah. uh, some of the stuff in Cinema Purgatorio looks like awful shit. Right. And some of it looks pretty good. Um, not just their story, but a couple of them look good. But I'm not going to pay $6 an issue for seven pages of, of right. the Alan Moore, Kevin O'Neill thing. Yeah. Um, so I'll wait until they collect it. And I might, I might read a couple of the other ones. I can't remember what all's in there, but I remember looking through it, and there was like two or three stories I thought looked all right. I know Garth Ennis has a story in it, and Karen Gillan has a story, I believe, in it. Mm. And I don't know if, what else is. Yeah, there's something there. else. I forget. Somebody else big. Warren Ellis, maybe? I don't no, know. I think it's Warren Ellis. I think uh, Warren Ellis and Grant Morrison and Alan Moore, if they were all in the same book, like I think the universe would collapse <laughs> in on itself. Right? Yeah. Kind of <laughs> you know Grant Morrison's writing a story for heavy metal that Gerhard from Cerebus is going to draw? Uh-huh. That's kind of crazy. Uh-huh. I'm looking forward to that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but anyway, I think we derailed because we talked about Honey Smacks. You were talking about the different things that <laughs> Xander Cannon did. Yeah. Did uh, something else. Uh, replacement God. Yeah. And uh, something called Heck. It's a bio. It's a Don Hex biography. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he's he's done some stuff. Yeah. yeah. Nothing that we've read, really. Not really. Yeah, yeah. So I might I might look into Heck. I might look into Heck as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially as it's his more recent work, you know, aside from Kaiju Max. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Not that I'm. Oh, I can already tell you that I have zero interest in anything top ten related because I hated the first issue when it came out twenty years ago, whenever. But you're a different man. Uh, I am a different man, but Alan Moore isn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, but uh, replacement God is something that I might yeah be interested in. I that, like I can picture that, and it. I guess it sort of kind of looks like the artwork from here, but I would never have guessed that. Right. Like, that it was him. I remember that book, but, okay. yeah. but I know we've had them in our back issues, so. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's done some stuff. He is. He's uh, devoting his time to Kaiju. Good for him. And it's a smart decision. And good for us. Yes, right? Because that is a guaranteed buy. I so hope that that is made into an animated television show and he becomes a fucking millionaire. Oh, yeah. Like, I would love to see that happen. Me as well. Like, he is he's great, and you can tell he loves doing this, and I hope it, you know, it, there's some reward for that. Right. Because honestly, yeah, I mean, I think, I think he even says it in his essay. You know, just, like, who in the hell would ever buy, you know, a comic that was, you know, a prison drama with giant monsters? Mm -hmm. I mean, not... Like, the premise itself does sound like, what, why? (laughs) You know? But he pulls it off so well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it could have went in so many bad directions. Oh, absolutely. And it never did. Yeah. 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 What else you been reading? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I, I read the new uh, Doom Patrol number one. DC's Young Animal line launched last week. Yeah, I, uh, that is doing my shipment probably next week. So. I really liked it. Oh, yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, so I've I enjoy Doom Patrol in most of its incarnations, but but obviously I think it probably counts for both of us that the Grant Morrison is probably the tops in that. Yes. So so how how does it well, it's funny that you should say that because I'm actually, for the first time in the last, like, 25 years, I'm rereading Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol. Um, and I believe, I, I think we kind of talked about that last week, and I, yeah. I believe I'll reiterate, there was a good 10 years you did not have in no, Doom Patrol. No, I loaned them to my friend Joe G, and he, he had mentioned that it sometimes takes him a while to read books and that, you know, maybe you shouldn't borrow them. And so I said, well, bring them back 10 years from today. And and we like and it wasn't just a ha ha ha. I mean, like we had everyone in the room sign this document. This contract. Saying, yep. Yeah, he had to bring them back exactly exactly ten years from then, and he did. He yes, did. he did. Yeah. To the day. And he read them even. Yes, he did. A month before. <laughs> yeah, this first nine years, he just like he was right. He doesn't get around to them sometimes. <laughs> so he needed the ten years. But I wonder if I would have said you have one year if like. 11 months in, he would have read them, you know what I mean? Probably, yeah, yeah. sure. But, but anyway, but yeah, I got them back, and I've been rereading them. I'm like six or eight issues in, and it's it holds up surprisingly well. I was like really worried that, you know, 13-year-old me is different enough that I would be like, well, this is cool, but, but no, I really like them. And uh, it's hard to compare with just one issue, but right. but um, I will say um, the new, the Gerard Gerard Way yes. issue like kicks off balls deep crazy, um, <laughs> and even the Grant Morrison series there was you know <laughs> the crawling yeah because there was like the crawling from the wreckage we had to like kind of reset right yeah. and like you know it wasn't that crazy right from the start but it got crazy but this one is fucking crazy in a good way and I, I I'm really excited to see where it goes. It's awesome. See my big uh, my big thing is. Uh, that, that I'm worried about is the fact that Gerard Way wishes so much that he was Grant Morrison. Right. And that, like, I'm afraid, like, it would just not compare at all. I, and, and I've enjoyed his comics, you know, the two Umbrella Academy. Oh, yeah. Great, yeah. You know, Killjoys was good. I never read Killjoys. Yeah. I mean, I, I may pick it for the show. The fabulous Lives, or True, li- true Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys. Fabulous. Or something. Yeah. Like uh, the fabulous killjoy is that something. Yeah. The, the joy buzzards. <laughs> right. 
but you know, like yeah, like, like he he definitely wishes he was Grant Morrison in so many ways. And so well, that, don't you? I, well, I mean, obviously, you, you have his haircut. I do. Yes. <laughs> Not much else. You know, yeah, just, just when somebody, you know, obviously, like, worships, you know, like, another major talent. Right. Just sort of like, is this, this going to be, you know, awesome or is this going to be crap, you know? Right. Uh, and especially working on, you know, a book that, you know, I would say arguably, you know, helped make Grant Morrison into oh, Grant yeah. Morrison. Oh, yeah. It's the first time I ever heard of Grant Morrison. Right. Um but so far, I mean, you know, it's only 20 pages into however long the run is, but it, like, it doesn't feel like a Grant Morrison ripoff or worship. It just feels like, it feels like, you know, he was like, I was inspired by this Doom Patrol thing and I want to do my Doom Patrol thing. Like, right. that's what it feels like so far. Yeah. But it is weird. Like, sure. it, it definitely is a weird Doom Patrol. Right. So, I mean, you know, that, when you say weird Doom Patrol, you're like, oh, Grant Morrison. Right. But, but, you know, I think it's different enough. That's good. Uh, because like I said, I've, I've, I've enjoyed the Doom Patrol and its various incarnations. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, but I think the one thing that the other ones have all done is, uh, not be Grant Morrison. Right. Yeah. And they're just like, okay, we can't do that. <laughs> this is what we're going to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, I've liked, yeah, three other series of, you know, of, of Doom Patrol other than the Morrison. So, yeah, they're good. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it to read more at some point. Mm-hmm. Also, my big fear with anything Gerard Way does is that, uh, you know, remembering that Gerard Way is also the uh, lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Yes. And uh, that is shitty. <laughs> and will that shittiness bleed over into comics? <laughs> well, I mean... I mean... I mean, so far it hasn't. Right. But there's always the possibility. Well, I mean, it's just like... Mike Mignola was in, uh, Nelson. That's the rock band from the eighties. Right. Um, you know, uh, you know, that, that song, I can't live without your love and affection. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, that was him and Dave Johnson, right. uh, with those blonde wigs and they turned out to be really good comic artists. Oh well, yeah. But that song was awesome. Yeah. That song is awesome. You're right. That is better than anything chemical <laughs> romance ever did. <laughs> I'm not lying. I actually kind of have an affinity for what was that other song? After the rain, the Mel- the uh, the Nelson, it? yeah, the Nelson. They had that like that terrible video with like the Native American and the child that wanders out of his bedroom, and Nelson's out there in the rain, and so is this Native American guy, and it was just like trying to say something, but no one knew what it was. <laughs> it was, but like I love that era of rock and roll, the terrible cheesy hair metal. Fucking love it. I was driving around today listening to Def Leppard and uh, Tesla. Like, I just can't help it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, some of it's fine. Oh, yes. Like, I I would never go out of my way to listen to any of that stuff. (laughs) Right. But also, you know, if it's on the radio, I'm not going to immediately turn it off. Unless it's, like, the power ballad. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, power ballad. Oh, man, some of those... Terrible. Except for Ever Rose Has a Thorn. That's a great song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can see by the uh, the sound that it's time to play our trivia game. <laughs> 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 uh, 
which character most represents Jet Jaguar from Kaiju Max? <laughs> uh, so, uh, some stuff. Uh, Nelson's awesome. Oh, uh, no, yeah, you mentioned Dave Johnson. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and uh, that is a guy who I had the chance to meet uh, between episodes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, last week was, was uh, the Cincinnati Comic Con. Did you have him sign your single of After the Rain? I don't have it anymore. Oh. Yeah, I switched to, to all MP3s. Right. So yeah. I don't really have physical music anymore. That's too bad. Except for like you know one or two you know vinyl that uh, I couldn't sell anywhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Mike Allred's The Gear. Oh wow! Well, yeah. CD, which I will refuse to sell. Right. Mostly because I don't think I get anything for it. Right. But also because yeah, it's one of those oddities. Oh that yeah. You like to just keep it, around. It's neat on a shelf. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, Cincinnati Comic Con was, was last week, and I went with uh, Joe G. Uh, although it's called Cincinnati Comic Con, that is not what I like to call it. I like to call it the Northern Kentucky Spite Con. Because <laughs> it uh, does not take place in Cincinnati, not even in Ohio. All right. It takes place in Covington, Kentucky. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, at the Northern Kentucky Convention Center mm-hmm. in Kentucky. <laughs> Well, admittedly, it is five minutes away from Cincinnati. Right. But come the fuck on. Right. I, I mean, you know, people recognize Cincinnati. Yeah. And, you know, they, they're like, I'll drive to Cincinnati. I won't yeah. drive to Kentucky. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's it's the, the con that uh, Tony Moore organized uh, out of spite to, to the Cincinnati Comic Expo, which is next weekend. Uh, which... which you're also going to also be yeah. to that as well, and possibly even you. Possibly even me, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't like big comic shows usually. Yeah. So, but I'm, I might go to that. There's some reasons you might want to go to that. <laughs> Fucking Rob Liefeld. Right. <laughs> what else do you need? How about Kevin Nolan? Yeah, that's pretty awesome too. Stan Lee and his final Midwest appearance mm-hmm. ever. Yep. Because he's going to die. Rob somewhere. Liefeld's going to choke him out at the end of the show. That, oh man, I would pay to see that. <laughs> it's very symbolic of, yeah. of, you know, the passing of the torch sort of thing. Kind of. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they both hold the same amount of respect in my mind uh, that uh, the other does. So. Which is not a lot. Yep. Right. <laughs> I, I, I have a, like, kind of a love-hate with both of them, yeah. honestly, but, uh, but I mean, I, I genuinely enjoy the work of Liefeld, and I, I want to have him sign something that I'm going to sure. keep, and like it's not like as a joke. It's like, <clears throat> right. you know, hey, yeah. I like this, and I'll I'll keep it. But it also is kind of like I think I understand something about his work that maybe even he doesn't. You know, oh, he has no idea. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he is, has zero clue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so uh, yeah. Well, Hopefully both be going to that, and hopefully mm-hmm. we can talk about that in the next episode. But you did meet Dave Johnson. But I did meet Dave Johnson. Yeah. Uh, got him to, to sign a couple comics for me. Because uh, it was him, Brian Azzarello, and Eduardo Rizzo, all in the same sort of space of tables there. Uh, so it's the 100 Bullets team. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, so I brought a bunch of stuff for, for all of them to sign. And uh, Dave Johnson showed up first. They were all late. Hmm. Uh, Dave Johnson got there first. And, uh, but, but, uh, our friend Joe G was, uh, far more excited than I was to, to meet Dave Johnson because Joe G wanted a flash sketch. Nice. And he was trying to get there, uh, you know, in time enough to, to make it onto the, his, uh, commissions list for the weekend. Uh, or for Saturday, actually, since we were only going to be there the one day. But we did, just in the nick of time. He was, he was last on the list. Uh, and, and charged. Joe, a pretty good price, and seven hours later, we had a sketch. Yeah, right. <laughs> it looks cool, too. It does look cool, yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, it took a while to, to get there, but uh, yeah, I think we, we both knew that that was going to happen. Right. But yeah, you know, it's just, uh, they have a lot of big artists at that show, big names, you know, and, uh, so it's always good to at least, you know, go for, for the autograph collecting. Sure, yeah. Art you know, people have. Oh yeah, I love looking at. I love. I love looking at portfolios of artwork, and I love going to panels. Those yeah. are like my two favorite things about shows. I'm not a big panel guy. Mm. I, I love it because at one point we were kind of just waiting around to, you know, basically just waiting on Dave Johnson. Mm-hmm. And uh, right at that point in time, uh, he was uh, in a panel. Uh, it was the Hundred Bullets guys talking about Hundred Bullets, and Joe was like, "Do you want to just go to that?" And I was like. I've read it. Right. I see. I, I swear for the long, I mean, but it's probably not the same thing because you've been to some panels. But I remember, like, the longest time I just never went to any panels. I was like, why would I, why would I, I'd rather just look at comics. But the first time I did, I was like, well, that was really fun. And then, like, I swear every time I've seen a panel since then, even if it's artists, like, like, I've been to some panels where I've never heard of any of the artists there. And, uh, and I always love the panels. Like, I just, I don't know. There's something about it. Just seeing them talk about their work, and I fucking love it. Like that's one of my favorite parts of the show. I guess that's interesting. But then you know, like you and I always talk about art and comics and creation, so it's just like oh, I have my own little <laughs> panel every week. Yeah, and right. Someone that I actually you know like and can get along with. Aw. <laughs> who has a dog that is you know stepping on my balls? Right. <laughs> Not right now. Not right, right now. But, but it does happen when we talk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It happened last night. Yes, it did. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, could, I should probably be more open-minded about panels. I'm sure I would probably find them more enjoyable. I mean, we've been to some together, right? Well, yeah, I, I remember one distinct one that we went to. It was like about like learning how to color comics. Oh yeah, and it was just like basically watching a guy on an overhead projector like show how he colors, and I was just like, I, I knew. Oh, uh, see. You know, that might be kind of boring then if it's right. like, if it's just a process thing, but like sometimes it's just people talking about their work and like, I, I love it. Like right. seeing like little slideshows and just seeing their passion for right. what they're doing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I went to a panel once also that was just basically Marvel saying, Hey, this is, these are books we have coming yeah, out. Yeah. I would probably skip that one. Yeah. <laughs> Unless for some reason like they had like, you know, Chip Sarsky or Erica Henderson or somebody right. doing that. Yeah. Like somebody fun. Yeah. I got to meet Erica Henderson. Oh, nice. She, she was there too. She was there. Uh, she, she was, uh, lovely and, uh, signed, uh, some, some squirrel girls for me. Nice. Uh, issue one and issue four of, of the first squirrel girl series. That's pretty cool. I like getting issue one signed because it's like, hey, this is the thing, you know. 
Right. And then, like, issue four was just like, well, this was my favorite issue from that. Right. It's the, the Galactus issue. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Joji also got a sketch from her. Nice. A flash. Uh, of, yeah. of course. <laughs> for the for the listener, yes. <laughs> uh, but I, I was playing them. Some 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 cool people were there. Uh, like I said, Brian Azzarello was probably my big draw, uh, the, the the one that I was like most excited about. And, and then found that he was charging per signature, mm. which and and it was for charity. It was for the Hero Initiative, which I can get behind. Right? Yeah, but you also, have got behind them before. I absolutely, I have. I have uh, donated to. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm broke mm-hmm. pretty much all the time now. Uh, so like ten bucks to to just get a signature. Yeah. Per book. Per book. And yeah. I brought like nine things for him to sign. That's upwards of ninety dollars. Yeah. And uh, you know, like yeah, I didn't even want to spend the ten to get one book signed. So like we left the line, and then uh, Joe convinced me. You know, before we completely blew it off to, to at least get Andre Bullets number one signed. Right. Since you got the other two uh, yeah, creators and yeah. uh, Johnson to sign that one. So that's one. cool. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, at that point, like, I don't know what my mindset was, but, like, I mean, I have a hard time talking to people anyway, as is, so, like, I really didn't have anything to say to Azarello at that point. Right. Yeah, like, your name's hard to spell. Yeah. I can't spell it. A-Z-Z-A-R-E-L-L-O. You're a god among men. Yeah. I may have thrown in an extra L. Ah, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's hard. Uh, but, like, if he had not been charging, or if it would have been, like, just a flat rate for, like, however many books. Right. You know, like, like I maybe would have done that. Uh, because I had Alpha King, Three Floyds, number one, uh, that oh, I yeah. wanted him to sign. Uh... Because I wanted to tell him that it was easily the dumbest comic that I ever <laughs> read in my entire life, and I loved it. <laughs> you could have still told him that. I could have, but you know, it's it's better when like he's actually signing that. Right. Yeah. You know. uh, but uh, yeah, I figured Hundred Bullets you know, is probably the one that I should probably get signed by. You know, to have all three names on it. Right. Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. And some other people. Chris Sprouse was there. Uh, Actually had a conversation with him a little bit about uh, art and, and you know his work process and then how he does things. Mostly because I was looking at his original art and, and was just shocked at how clean and crisp everything is. Like like there are no mistakes on his pages right. whatsoever. He's great. Yeah. yeah, he's very good. I love his Tom Strong stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, and then uh, talked to Nick Bradshaw uh, for a little while. Uh, uh, who also is, is incredibly good. Uh, more so now that I've seen his original work. Like, I mean, I've, I've always seen his comics and been like, eh, it's that guy that draws a lot like Art Adams. It's it's Art Adams on a monthly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what more could you ask for, right? <laughs> Other than Art Adams on a monthly. <laughs> well, that'd be great. Right. That's never going to happen. No, not at all. Uh, but like, you know, talking to him, he's like a super nice guy, and then looking at his original art, you know, I can actually see other influences besides Art Adams in there. And, uh, just, just a jovial guy, you know, and then, uh, you know, 
I've talked a little bit with him about his process because he, he does things a little weird here and there that, that I've never seen before, like in looking at other artists' portfolios. Oh, yeah. Uh, like he draws his double page spreads on the same sheet uh, that like he draws normal pages on, uh, just landscape instead of portrait. Okay. Basically, it's smaller. It's smaller, uh, but it's basically at size of the original comic art. Or the printed, printed, printed page. Comic yeah. <clears throat> but uh, his, his stuff was super expensive. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I was flipping through his portfolio, and I came across one of his uh, covers for Spidey, the, the teen Spider-Man series that he was drawing for a while. Right. I think he may even still do the covers for Yeah, sure. some of them, I think. Yeah. I came across one of the covers of, of like Spider-Man basically drowning in like Sandman mud, right? Uh, which, which is also a horrible sex move. <laughs> uh, uh, but I flipped to that page and I said out loud, "Jesus Christ!" As soon as I saw it, for two reasons: one, because it was amazing to look at, and two, it was eighteen hundred dollars. Wow! Wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's great, but he's, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't spend eighteen hundred dollars on a piece of his artwork, though. No, yeah, but, but he's great. Yeah, I mean, you and I got to see original Mike Mignola artwork not that long ago. Yeah, I think that was less expensive, even probably. Right, yeah, but even then, you know, I don't like, think we would still maybe have some trouble justifying. Oh, yeah. yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah I couldn't. Yeah, the <laughs> only, the only person that. If I actually had the money and I saw like a Jack Kirby page that was, you know, like three grand right. and I had three grand that I wasn't right, right. like needed to spend on bills, I would buy it because yeah. that's a solid investment. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. it's not just like something that I would own, but not like, only that, but it's a piece of history. It's, yeah, it's exactly. And it, and it's, you know, it's, it's not like, I don't know, you're buying something that you're going to use up. It's like you can sell that later. Yeah. And get your money if, back. If you need to. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully you don't need to. Right. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah, I would love to collect original art, but it's fucking crazy. We've got a big pile of original art right over there. Yeah, hey, I'm willing to sell any of that <laughs> to, to anybody. Yeah. I've got a Bambi Branchfield original. Oh. I'm willing to let go for no less than $20. <laughs> and all the Eric Schoenborn original art. That's oh, what I was referring to. Oh, yeah, that, uh, I can get rid of that for about $5. <laughs> <clears throat> uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, So, so, are you gonna, do you, you think Joji's gonna get a Stanley Flash sketch next time? <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. No, probably. Yeah. Didn't he create Flash? He did. Yeah. yeah. Him and Rob Liefeld and right. janitor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. They all created the Flash together. <laughs> and Bob Kane. Right. Oh, you can't forget about that. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, yeah, Joe and I are going to go on Saturday, and I, I'm assuming he's going to be looking for sketches again. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe Kevin Nolan is going to be one of his Oh, he's so great. Yeah. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that he will not be anywhere near <laughs> the area of, of either Stanley or Rob, Rob Liefeld. Uh, I'm sure he would probably rather ask uh, Billy D. Williams for a flash <laughs> sketch first. <laughs> I bet that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Brian Azarello at this show was charging, you know, $10 per autograph uh, per book. 
but also on his sign, he was also charging $30 for bad Batman sketches. <laughs> and he had an example of one on his poster. And it was bad. It was terrible. Oh. And, you know, yeah, it's one of those things, if I had the disposable money, I absolutely would have gotten a terrible Batman sketch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to going down to that, that show, because it's been a long time since I've been to a comic show that I wasn't either working for the, the shop I work at or trying to sell my own comics. Right. So it'll be nice just to be able to walk around and like not have to be anywhere at any certain time. Yeah. That'll be nice. Uh, yeah, I'll be there Saturday, and I'll be there Sunday as well. Uh, cool. Because my friend Bruce uh, has a table there, and uh, he needs a table buddy on Sunday. Nice. And then I've been his uh, substitute table buddy for the last year or so. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's always nice. I like going to conventions better when I have a home base to go to. Right. You know, like, even if I'm not showing, if I just know a guy that's there who will let me sit behind his table for a while. Right. Like, so you can escape the crowd. Or I can, yeah, exactly. It's a lot more relaxing. Right. And, you know, I don't get the anxiety build up. And I think that was one of the big problems, you know, at, at this one last week, was there, there was no home base. So it was just basically me and Joe, like, fighting through crowds for seven hours. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Uh, you know, because that's the one thing. Like, yeah, I don't have a home base to go to. Then, like, I'm just watching Joe flip through long boxes and then just like, well, I'm in the way of everybody. <laughs> and, and hopefully nobody is like you know, pickpocketing my bag That's, and stuff. She's the panel room as your home base. Yeah. yeah. We, we went to the, the concession area at mm-hmm. one point. So. Yeah. That works too. And we, we left the convention for a while to go have lunch and I ate the best burger that I've ever eaten in my entire life. Oh, really? Yep. It was amazing. Where is that? It was called The Gruff. Hmm. It was like two blocks from the convention center in Kentucky. <laughs> right. Yeah. You almost said Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I actually almost said Covington. Oh. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it was just this little like restaurant, kind of hipsterish a little bit, but uh, like, you know, like weird frou-frou ingredients on stuff. But, but uh, man, that burger was delicious. Right. Yeah. That's well, awesome. And, and had homemade ketchup. For the fries. Huh. Waffle fries. Oh, waffles. I like waffle fries. Yeah. yeah. Waffle and crinkle cut. I like the little shoestring shoe- fries. And shoestring fries, too. I don't like shoestring. Steak fries? Mm. I like steak fries, too. They're okay. They're... Anything that's not normal fries. I like all four weird fries. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, I do prefer all of those over a normal fry. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but I will never pass up a crinkle cut or a waffle <laughs> fry. If the option is available. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you're getting fried potatoes. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah. I even like just fried potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are good, too. Hash browns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Home fries. <laughs> That's another tough fry. Home fries? Home fries. Oh, yeah. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> and I am starving. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm going to go to the grocery after I leave here, so I'm, I'm kind of hungry, so I might end up Buying way too many groceries. <laughs> yeah. Well, I should uh, want you go get some groceries then. Well, before I do, yeah. I, sh- I should suggest a piece of reading material you should. for us boys. Yeah. 
Uh, hang ladies out there. Sure. All the ladies out there listening. All the ladies. Hello, I am single. And the book I was going to pick is something I've never read. Okay. So, um, who knows? Right. But it's called Merrick, the Sensational Elephant Man by two dudes whose names I can't remember. They're British. Okay. Um, I've never heard of either of them. Um, I have heard of that series, oddly enough. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, but but don't know much about it. So. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I, mean, I like the elephant man. Sure, yeah. who doesn't? Right. So that's yeah, that's a, that's kind of a weird real revelation that I had over the week. Is that uh, growing up, probably the two movies that I watched the most on HBO were David Lynch's Elephant Man. And the 1980 Flash Gordon movie. Wow. So that is the shape of my brain. Yeah, that's cool. Those are both great. <laughs> Those are both great movies. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Is it a mini? Is it a graphic novel? Uh, it's a, well, what I have in my, uh, reach is a graphic novel. Okay. That was loaned to me. Um, it may collect single issues. I don't know. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, it's a little graphic novel. Alright. Well, it's called Merrick. The Sensational Elephant Man. Okie doke. So, so look that up. And I will as well to, to find out the names of the people that made yeah. it. Yeah. I think Todd was one of them and maybe Luke Farley? Was it? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Alright. Yeah. I'm not going to veto a thing I've never heard Sweet. of or read, so. Alright. Alright. Excited. Cool. Elephant Man. Elephant Mans. Yeah. Cool. Well. Goodbye. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Whenever that is. I hope. Yeah. Two weeks from now. Sure. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.